0: What's going on guys? James Camacho here. This is kicking it with Camacho and also my little schmushmush, my little moose, moose. Uh, rest in peace to the 2023 A Major League Mariners of Seattle baseball season. Once again, we did not make the playoffs. Once again, not once again, um, for the 21st time in the last 22 years, we did not make the playoffs. And, um, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I guess a week we're recording this, the first day of uh, the Major League Baseball playoffs. So this is already post-mortem. But, um, yeah, sorry, Smush. Maybe you guys will uh, clean some shit up this year. Maybe you can talk to the the front staff. What's his name? What's the GM of the Mariners? Jeremy Depoto. Is that is that his fucking name? Maybe you can convince him to sign some uh, Shohei Otani or something. That'd be something, right? If Shohei Otani went to the Seattle Mariners, that would definitely make us at the very minimum a playoff team. I don't know if you guys know what the hell I'm babbling about, but I, <laughs> I am a huge baseball fan, and my team is the Seattle Mariners. Now, I don't know... If I've discussed this on a previous podcast, because I've had you know a bunch of different podcasts, I had uh, I had I'm just a kid. I had mixed mutts, and now we're doing kicking it with Camacho. But the reason uh, I'm a Seattle Mariners fan, growing up in New Jersey, is because when I started playing baseball, Ichiro Suzuki broke into the league. He broke in 2001, and at the time, I was just starting to play baseball. And, you know, you see Ichiro, this uh, Japanese player, Asian player, um, coming to the league and, like, just fuck shit up, man. Batted three fifty his first year, set the record for rookie hits, 242, stole 56 bases, won the Major League, uh, the AL MVP award that year. I mean, he was killing it. And just seeing, you know, another Asian uh, do some dope shit in baseball... I kind of related to that, you know. Not related because I wasn't doing any dope shit. I was doing dope, though. I was doing dope in uh in my base, my mom's basement. But no, I uh, I found myself like kind of wanting to be Ichiro. And I looked up to him, you know, as a baseball player. So that's how I became a Seattle Mariners fan. And um, you know, Ichiro obviously it was only that one year, that rookie year where he was really good, you know. Now, i got to be honest, I was still too young, really, to, like, really know what was going on in my life. So, I didn't really become a fan of Ichiro until 20, uh, 2002, right after their epic 116-win season. They won 93 games in 2002, and then 2003, they also won 93 games, but missed the playoff both years. Huge kick in the dick, man. This is when the Major League Baseball had only uh, one wild card team, so you had three division winners, you had one wild card winner. Um, now they have <clears throat> three wild cards, right, or two wild cards. So the Mariners are just making the playoffs, but still g- missing the playoffs, but still good. And in two thousand and four, the bottom just fell out, man. They won like they lost like ninety something games, but then Ichiro had like this crazy year. Um, so, anyways. The whole point of this is that I'm a Ichiro fan, I'm a Mariners fan, and they've stunk for like my entire my entire life, man. And you know in, in a in a really weird way, the it's kind of like shaped how I've grown up, if that makes sense, you know? Like if you root for a sports team that is just constantly losing, constantly sucks, never has a culture of winning, I feel like that does affect your mindset like you kind of you know you kind of start developing a sort of loser mentality or like uh like i don't know you just become more uh what's the term i'm looking for you just become so you you're used to failure you know and like it's almost like having in a weird way it's like having a a parent or a teacher or someone raising you you know because when you're growing up you know, you're very impressionable. You're still learning about the world. And if something like a sports team that you put a lot of effort and emotional energy into and expectations into keeps letting you down, that could really scar you, you know? That could really shape how you become as an adult. Same thing with parenting. If your parents are always, you know, uh, criticizing you, not showing you love, you know, or, you know that they're strict on you, then when you become an adult, you, uh, you become me, you know? So... <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like, I feel like if I was like a New York Yankee fan in the time I grew up with all the winning. I feel like I probably, might, I, I, I would say I'd be a completely different person, but I don't know. I feel like I would have this more of an expectation in life, uh, of good things happening, you know. Whatever. Wow, this got really deep. It started off for me, started off some, started off as baseball, and we got into like fucking psychology. Anyways, so. Glad you guys are here, man. Um, this is Kicking It With Camacho. As we start off every week, we start off with shouting out the Patreon members, Shamari Linton, Zach Robles, and QQ. Thank you three for being uh, patrons. I hope you are enjoying the all the content that you're getting. You're getting um, the, the, the last half of the episodes. You're getting uh, uh, the stand-up clips before they come out. Um, on social um, you know publicly you're getting uh, the episodes before everyone gets them so I'm, I'm really making an effort to keep you guys uh, as patrons and um, you know hopefully as we grow hopefully as more people hop on um, I can reinvest some of the money I'm getting um, from your uh, donation or pledges and uh, make you know things a little bit hotter um, yes um, real quick um, so this week, uh, I hope you also enjoyed the the fan Q and As the last couple of weeks. This week we're kind of going. We're going to go back to kind of uh, my normal ranting and raving. Um, I just wanted to uh, real quick give a shout out to uh, Colorado Springs. I just did a weekend there at 3 Threes Comedy Club. Um, great, beautiful, sexy room. I wish I could have um, got more people to come out to see me, but you know, nonetheless, we had four shows. All so much fun. Um, Man, I am uh, real. Oh, real quick before I start um, getting into how um, about me. um, I want to shout out to my openers this week, the past weekend at Colorado Springs. Branson, David and Jesse all did a great job. All super white guys. (laughs) Not that that matters, but they were uh, really funny really cool after every uh, after every uh, night of shows we hung out and drank to like 2 a.m and uh, thanks for keeping me company guys thanks for doing a good job opening the show um, God knows I needed it I'm, I'm going through a lot in life right now I'm going through a breakup I'm lonely I uh, I, I, I hate myself I feel like um, I'm being suppressed by social media even though I'm probably just being uh, uh, what do you call it um, what's the word anxious? are paranoid, I'm being overly paranoid probably, but, uh, so yeah, thanks for being, uh, fucking cool, thanks for hanging out, and, uh, thanks for everyone that came out to the shows, thanks, if you're, um, if you came out to the shows and you're somehow listening to this, uh, leave a comment, um, but every show was killer, man, um, had so much fun, I got a new set cooking, about 30, about 40 minutes of material, new material, I'd say, from the special, and, um, It's exciting. I'm very excited to uh, polish this and then uh, film it uh, uh, soon and uh, share it with the world. So, anyways, so Colorado Springs was hot. Real quick, um, this weekend I am going to be in, uh, shit, I'm going to be in New York the next couple weekends. Please come out to my headlining show in New York City at Room 52 NYC, October 21st. Um, Get your tickets, jamescamacho.com. Um, I'm gonna try to make that into a monthly New York City headlining show where I, uh, I, you know, I do about 30 to 45 to an hour of material and crowd work to get clips and uh, to work on my uh, new set, and then I'll also have some my like, funny openers and friends uh, that you can kind of get introduced to. So yeah, Room 52, New York City, October 21st. Get your tickets. October 24th to 26th, Las Vegas, Nevada. I am headlining Comedy Cabaret, and then we go to November 3rd, 4th, Dallas, Texas. I'm at Dallas Comedy Club. JamesComacho.com for all tickets. All right. Enough plugs. Enough bullshit. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, Like I said, I am lonely. I am sad, and I uh, wish I was gay. You know, I really do, because... uh, You know, I've been thinking about, like, uh, should I get back out there? Should I start dating again? Should I get someone to tickle my butthole? You know, should I start wearing condoms? Like, what should should I do, right? And uh, I got to be honest, man, like, I just still, um, still sad about the breakup, still feeling like I'm not ready to get back. I just, (laughs) this is going to sound so harsh and, like, uh, bad, but... I don't want to, I don't want to just, I don't want to hear anything a lady's got to say right now, you know, and this isn't anti-woman, this isn't misogynist. I just, I just, I was with a girl for four years, and, uh, you know, I was committed to her, and I listened to her story, <laughs> Jesus, this sounds terrible, but I for, I don't want to go on a date with someone and pretend to, like, give a shit about about them, you know? You know, you know how dates are, first dates. You got to be on your best behavior. You got to be like, oh, uh, how was work? What do you do? How would you get there? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, right. And then, you know, I got to like show up with a nice shirt on and like pretend like I have manners when I'm just a real piece of shit. You know, I'm not into it. I'm not into, you know, <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know how I, I, I it's not personal. I just uh, oh, here's the thing. Okay. I'm a good guy. All right cuz i i totally could get back on the apps i could totally just get back out there and like start dating and uh talking to people just to fill my void of like loneliness and you know try to get a nut off but i i really just like you know maybe i'm too empathetic but like i don't want to waste anyone's time i don't want to just like rebound i i just don't want rebound ass you know because one i'm not, i'm just not into it you know i'm too sad i have this new bit in my um my uh act now where i talk about you know Uh, trying to rebound as a guy when you're sad and it's just, it's not good, you know? So I, I, you know, I don't want to, and listen, maybe ideally I'd like to meet someone that's maybe going through the same thing. Like they're going through a breakup. They don't want something serious and we could just have a physical relationship, you know, but it's hard to find those. I feel like most of these like quote unquote physical relationships, people start, someone catches feelings and I'm just in no position right now to to give anymore you know my feelings and my i I just like uh i don't know man not that i don't want to because i you know that's obviously what i i want in life i want someone you know you know i want to get married have kids have partnership all that shit but it's like i i just like i don't know i'm still picking up the pieces um but yeah i'm 30 so i still got some time you know Man, that would suck if I, you know, I, I hope I'm not single when I'm like in my late 30s or 40s. I'm just dating, you know, just shit, <laughs> just dating what's left over. You know, that's that's all you hear about from people that are in their late 30s, 40s dating. Like they just they just like they sound so fucking defeated, you know, like like just so close to giving up. Like you don't know how many times I've heard like an, a middle aged lady be like, I just I just uh, I'm just looking for someone. Someone to bear my children, anyone you know, so it's funny I'm like now I'm slowly convincing myself to get back out there because you know all the good ones I feel I really do feel like all the good people, good hearts they uh they should get be they should get swept up in their prime, you know, which I think is like in your late twenties thirties, but uh who knows man, yeah, so dealing with that, dealing with the loneliness, trying to figure out how to. Um, be, uh, be more social, you know, it's so crazy cause I was with her for like four years and, uh, you know, like th- she was almost my, most of my social life, which was now in retrospect, not a, not a good plan, you know, but like, yeah, like I would do my shows. I'd work all day, hang out with her when she came home, you know, we'd, we'd fluff our cats and we'd screw around. And then on days I had off, we just went out to dinner, you know, we, uh, you know, we just, we just had a fun time. And uh, you know, if I were to do it again, if I were, to, if a next relationship, I would definitely put more effort into uh, my male friendships and uh, having my own hobbies outside of work, you know, because it's not fair to put all your fucking social life and you know leisure time and like just have that on someone else, you know, especially like a partner. I feel like you need to have like your, you know, so like, life is so hard, man. You know, like you got to balance your work life, your relationship life, and then your family and friends and like in in your personal life. You know, it's like I am definitely, definitely not doing it right. I am like 98 percent work. And then like at the time when I was dating her, when I was dating her, it was more like 70 percent work, 30 percent her, you know, but that is not like and then like let's say 70 percent work, 29 percent her and then like one percent friends family and shit you know it's not good you know it's that classic thing eggs in one basket don't put your eggs in one basket bruh you know don't put your eggs in one basket good god (laughs) anyways um so that's what's been going on uh with me and then uh, we got the fucking tour coming up. You know, we got the special coming out. Special, by the way, if anyone is uh, wondering, it's uh hasn't even... Okay, I'm going to go on a bit of a tirade here. And um, my special, which I recorded in August 10th, right? Filmed August 10th. It is right now, what is it, what is it October 3rd today? Yeah, October 3rd. So we got August, September. We got three months. Still has not been edited yet. Still has not been fucking edited yet. And I talked to the the editor, and uh, he's supposed to get on it this week. But for the love, of, dude, I was planning on having it come out in October, you know. And uh, less like the guys who 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 are doing it are fantastic. Like they are the best. Like I'm so happy. I I'm, I'm working with them. Like you know everything up from like the the production and the filming and, uh, and all their guidance has been amazing. But like, dude, like too much, like I almost feel like, like, uh, and, and this is just me in my head, but it's like, I told everyone like, Oh, you know, October it will come out in October around, you know, uh, what is it? National Hispanic heritage month. And then like, now everyone's asking me like, Oh, when's it coming out? When's it coming out? Like I did like kind of some press and we're like holding onto the release of like the press clippings and like, I told my uh, I told the publicist October and now they're all asking me and I just feel like a fucking phony, dude, because realistically, if he's going to start editing it now in October, then that's a month of editing that goes into November. And then we got to do a month of promotion. So the earliest this is going to come out now is in December, you know, and it's like, "Ah, it's just a bummer. You know, it's like I get it. You know, people are busy. People have things going on. And like I'm not important, you know. And uh you know that may sound like uh like it's so crazy when I get this real. people start getting weirded out' Because I've been doing all these kind of like dark jokes on stage um yeah, like you should see my new act it's it's pretty dark, man it's like I type I jokes about uh killing your parents <laughs> I have jokes about pedophilia um I got jokes about grinder I got jokes about and I got just jokes about like ment like like uh self validation and so like just a fucking. Lot of heavy shit, you know, but it's all funny, it's, this isn't, you know, I'm not killing myself or anything, but it's like, dude, it's like, I acknowledge, like it just sucks, man, because like, I, uh, I'm i not a celebrity, I'm not anyone of any note, you know, and just no one, no one really cares, you know, it's like, yeah, like, I shot this special, but like, you know, these guys are, are big time guys, you know, they're good, and... I am. I am probably literally the last of important. Like in terms of importance, I am like the bottom of people. You know, so I'm sure it's like you know, they have more incentive to take care of these people with bigger followings or just more famous people. You know, and then I just get shoved down to the end. But like that's just that's just this industry, man. You know, not not to get too morose, but it's like that's why show business is so hard. You know, the rejection. And like all this stuff, it just hurts more because you know, if you're working at an office job, right? You're crunching numbers, you don't give a fuck about the numbers you're crunching, right? You're doing it because this is what's you have to do, and you're making money for the company, right? There's no real passion in your your number crunching, right? You don't give a fuck about Excel. You're just using Excel because uh it gets your work done faster. For comedians, for actors, for any musicians, for anyone, it's like Dude, like, like, we need to do this art form, right? This is our way of expression. Like, we love it. And, and we put our heart, soul. Like, honestly, like, we would probably do it for free. Like, this is just how we cope. And a lot, of, like, for me, I think I talked about it last episode when someone asked me why I do comedy. It's like, it's like kind of like my coping mechanism for my childhood. And the fact that, like, this thing you love to do, this thing you need to do, it's like breathing air for us. Like, we need it to survive or eating... Uh, food and drinking water the fact that like we're held back from doing it because of fucking business because of money and like you put all this time and effort into what you love and um you know the if the results don't come or or, you, you know what i mean or or if like unfair things happen it's just more it's just you take it more personal you know it's like, yeah, if you crunch numbers, you get fired. It's like, well, fuck, I hated that job anyways. I'll find a new one of these fucking things. But if, like, if you put your heart, soul, blood, sweat, and tears and your passion to something and you don't get the part or, like, you know, you feel like, uh, like, for me, I feel like, like, I'm posting things that are funny because I'm, I, like, you know, I basically post clips of me killing at shows and, like, you know, shadow banned, like, gets, gets no views, like, suppressed. Like, you're just like, God damn it, dude. What the fuck? What the fuck do I do, you know? And it's like you, it's your thing you want to share with the world. So that's what makes like being, uh, being in the arts really, really difficult, man. You know, you just attach a lot of you and your self-worth to your work, to what you do. And it's evil, man. Like, imagine, like, and that's, that's something I talk about in therapy all the time. It's like, you know, my therapist is like, don't attach your self-worth to like whatever social media, don't attach your self-worth to like, you know, your bookings. Like, that's not who you are. Like, your self-worth should come from things you control, like the type of person you are, like the good things you do. And then it's like, you know, like how can I not do that? Like I love comedy. A lot of my comedy is personal, you know. Uh, I, I, it, it's like an expression of, of who I am and, and the type of person I am. And to be like, you know, how, how do I not? T- it's easy if I'm working on construction, right? And I'm building someone's house that I don't know. To not attach that to my self worth. You know what I mean? You know does anyone <laughs> I gotta get a studio audience here. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm rambling and I'm just like I could just see the people Xing out, you know, just being moving the mouse like, oh boy, this sucks. Anyways, but yeah, dude, it's um it's a hard business, but like uh like I said, like uh the reason why loving what you do or loving what you know, what it is, it's like is good is because I can't stop, you know, it's like you can't make I can't stop doing stand up. I can't stop. uh, You can't stop doing what you love. You know, It's like, what do you love to do? Right. It could be anything. You know, it's like uh, I love drinking beer. Right. If you don't have a problem, like you're probably just going to have a beer every night. Right. Let's say you love steak. I love steak. You're just going to have a steak. You love chips. You're going to have chips. You know, it's effortless. You'll do it no matter what. So Yeah. Uh it's just what are you fucking gonna do, you know? Anyways, let's, let's let's lighten things up there. This has been pretty pretty deep so far. Um I don't know I don't know if Taylor Swift went to the most recent Chiefs game, but I got a huge conspiracy theory about the Chiefs um and Taylor Swift. It's like I don't know so the Jets just played the the Chiefs and there were some questionable penalties at the end of the game. And, you know, everyone's like, you know, oh, the NFL's rigged. Um, you know, like the, the, the NFL's in bed with the Chiefs. They want Patrick Mahomes to win. That's their golden boy. And I, I here's what I'll say. I, I, I can't, I don't want to say it's rigged. That's pretty crazy. But I will say there is for sure favoritism. And I don't even think it's towards the Chiefs. I just think in this case, it is towards the Chiefs because Taylor Swift is like, you know, I guess they're I guess her her and Kelsey are a thing, right? So it's like Taylor Swift has her fucking trillion followers that don't give a fuck about football, you know? Taylor Swift fans, I don't I think they're all like, you know, they I don't even know what like they're just they don't seem like the type of people that are at a bar drinking 18 beers on a Sunday just just watching football, you know? They don't seem like those type of people to me. So they're getting this whole new audience, and like, obviously, if she goes to the games, people, those fans are going to want to see. Like, they want to see everything she does, right? They want to see who she's dating, all this shit. So, if she goes and the Chiefs win, then it becomes like, like, oh, the Chiefs are now two and zero with Taylor Swift. Oh, now they're three and zero. Now it's the Taylor Swift. Uh, uh, um, what's the opposite of a curse? It's like the Taylor Swift effect. They win every time she's in the stands. Right. So then she's going to keep going. People are going to keep viewing. And then like it's just going to like turn into more ad revenue. Um, it's going to turn into just more things they could sell. Like, you know, like Kelsey's uh, jerseys went up for sale. Went up, went up for sale. They they like his sales went higher for his jersey. The tickets like the Jets game went like through the roof, you know, because of demand. And it's like it's all just about making more money. So it's like, do I think do I think it's rigged? No. But do I think there's definitely some favoritism towards the Chiefs because Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift is, is in the conversation with the NFL? They make more money? Yes. And who doesn't want to fucking make more money? The NFL is all about making more money. They added another fucking game, right? They got these games out in – um, they got two games a night on um, on Monday Night Football. They got Thursday Night Football. I mean fucking Monday Night Football has two fucking – um. They have the Manning cast, and they're regular. It's like, who the fuck needs two ways to watch it, you know? So it's all about making money, man, you know? So uh, it's so fucked up. It is fucked up, though, because if you're playing a team that's kind of got, like, this— uh, I mean, it's any sport. Like, if if uh, you're playing the Lakers and LeBron, you're pro- they're probably going to get the benefit of the doubt in terms of calls, you know? Because, like, just face it, like, if you got a call that goes against LeBron— you're probably going to get more hate as a ref or an ump, you know, but if you make a call against a, a, a dickless, no name, whoever the fuck 18th round pick, I don't even think there's 18 rounds, but you know what I mean? Like no, no one's going to give a shit, you know, you're not going to get death threats. You're not going to you know, be on ESPN and people are going to make memes about you and hate you, you know? So yeah, it just sucks. Like, so now if you're an NFL team that plays the chiefs and you know, Taylor Swift's in the crowd, like you just got to like, you really just got to beat them pillar to post you know you can't have things come down to um what do you call it penalties and shit even though it should never come down to that but that's just the way it is man. there's just the way the world works. walks so yeah um whew, man i got myself worked up here this is funny at all i'm just i'm just yelling and shit man <laughs> you know what's funny um, I always say that, you know, what's funny. That's my version of the billboard, you know, you know, mine's like, you know, what's funny. Um, whenever I get worked up and shit, like, like the way I am now, um, and I talk to my therapist, he just starts giggling. It's kind of weird, you know, cause that's a comedian and, uh, you know, I, I want people to laugh when I talk <laughs> obviously, but it's like, bro, like I'll just be angrily ranting about, like, you know, fucking, you know, my, my dad sucks or, like, you know, my fucking bully in childhood, you know, or goddamn it, this fucking these uh, industry cucks, whatever. And then he's just giggling. I'm like, yo, I'm not – this isn't, like, material. This is just me being upset. And it's funny, too, because, like, also <laughs> – when I'm on stage, sometimes, like, I, I, I wish you guys, like – I wish – I wish there was an audience here, but, like, if you've seen me perform comedy at a club, like a headlining set, I'm very, like, I'm very natural. Like, I, I kind of talk like I, I talk off stage. like And so, like, I'm kind of like, blah, 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 blah. Like, I got prepared bits, but I'm also like, you know, it sounds like I'm doing stream of consciousness a little bit. And sometimes, like, I'll just have these moments where I'm like, yeah, so, you know, I uh, fucking hate myself or blah, blah, blah. And then people start giggling. I'm like, yo, that's not, that's not a joke, you know? Like, I, I, I don't know, I'll just say, like, mentally what's wrong with me, uh, and then people start giggling, and it's like, it's weird, because, like, I obviously want people to laugh, I want people to know me as a funny guy, but I was really hoping it'd be my jokes, and not just my actual personality, you know? <laughs> oh, shit on a shoe. Oh, smush. Oh, smush. You know who, feel, who I feel bad for? I feel bad for people that are not funny at all, you know? I'll take it. I'll take I'll take people laughing at my fucking self-hatred and my and my craziness. I'll take it, but dude, there's some people in comedy that are just like not funny. And I don't mean on stage like they can write a joke, but like in, in like off stage, dude, it's just like whoo. They're like they're like the they almost feel like the guy in class or the girl in class that like you know when when uh, you you know at the end of class the door the, the bell rings or whatever right for you to, to leave and then they go um we I I don't think you assigned this homework and the teacher goes oh shit that's right and then the entire class is like ah come on you couldn't shut the fuck up Jesus Christ <laughs> like they're literally just the unfunny people that somehow do comedy you know I don't get it man like this weekend in Colorado Springs three e's. you know i'm chilling with the other comedians you know and i feel like like i'm not i'm not it's not i don't even feel like i'm being funny off stage but i feel like like i'm engaging i'm charismatic i'm talking i'm chill and like dude they're comedians that like off stage are just fucking bummers dude just just real fucking just shards of glass in your fucking dick hole you know just brr. <laughs> anyways all right so um uh, guys um it's uh it was fun checking in on you I'm sorry I don't have much to talk about i'm I'm just you know doing comedy on the road I'm um trying to you know build my f- uh, following and I'm just going I'm lonely I'm going through the breakup and I'm just fucking uh, I'm dying out here i'm being I'm, I'm I'm losing my fucking shit but and I'm watching football and the Giants are just complete garbage so um, I got to get out there and do more things, so I have more shit to talk about. But um, we're gonna, yeah. This is the end of the free version of the podcast. Um, if you want to hear some more ranting and raving and just psycho babble bullshit, and if you think it's, fun, if you want to laugh more at me falling apart, um, please sign up for the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash James Camacho. It's only five bucks a month, man. You get, you just get so much more shit. And like, if you're a fan of me, I, I, I don't know why you would. It's five bucks a month. So it's like $1 and 10 Who is it? Tad Rogers? He fucking I I, I made a post like, "Hey, I just posted a new thing on my Patreon sign up." He goes, "Oh, I, I can't do money. Can't do money." I'm like, "I understand that, but I'm literally it's literally 5 bucks a month, which is $1 a week. Like, Tad, I know right now if you reach in your back pocket, there's fucking coins in there that you that that's equivalent to what you can give me, you know?" Anyways, I I like now I sound like a psychopath begging for money. I sound like a fucking uh the unhoused in new york city but anyways yeah all right so we're gonna start doing the patreon now um guys we'll see you next week thanks for listening as always love you